Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Recorded live. Hello, how are you? Good. Can you hang on one second, please? Of course. Hello. Hello. How are you? Good. Now I can hear you so much better. Yeah, sorry. I was uh, just walking upstairs. Uh, just got home. Good. Good. Huh. So got home from the office or somewhere else? Yeah, I got a, uh, needed to do this, obviously, and then also um, uh, I need to go to the DMV. I know it sounds okay. silly, but I figured I'd just, it's pretty slow at the office, so I figured I'd take the afternoon and get some stuff done I needed to get done. Good. Well, you know, there's the kind of stuff that needs to happen if you're always putting it off. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I've always uh, very much deprioritized, like, doctors and, like, mm-hmm. I, you know, I never get sick, so I never really have to worry about it, but I... Uh, Realizing in my middle age that that's uh, probably not the smartest thing in the world. Yeah, <laughs> true. So, uh, I of course I read your email and I'm I'm curious about what is going on because something is really being triggered with Jennifer. How was how was your I'm, I'm curious. Um, how was your relationship before we started working together? Um, yeah, it's, uh, so postscript to the story. I didn't, uh, so I left Saturday night, you know, after all the stuff I told you, um, you know, she, you know, tried to call me when I was driving to apologize. I, uh, I was the biggest puffer fish you've ever seen. Um, 
<laughs> refusing to have, you know, know that, you know, this is what's healthy for me. I'm going to Boston. And then I sent her a note yesterday and said, listen, I need to take the day today, you know, to, you know, to get my emotions together. I'm, you know, because I was still, I mean, if I'm being honest, I was still angry even yesterday. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and then it, you know, it, it alternated over the course of the day, in all fairness. It was, you know, a little bit angry, a little bit hurt, a little bit, you know. So anyway, so I took the day, did not reach out to her. Uh, and she called me at like 11 o'clock. I said, I sent her a note today. We were due to do something tonight. I said, I'm not coming down uh, to do that with you. Um, and uh, so she called me at like 11 o'clock this morning, Okay. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we, she was crying. Um, you know, she was, uh, you know, it's funny. I mean, when we're in person like that together, you know, you know, she tried to explain a little bit of her side, which, you know, honestly, I can understand, you know, she had had a bad day and I'm like, well, why didn't you just tell me that? Like, why did you take it out on me? You know what I mean? And, uh, yeah. you know, so fine. Um, you know, but, um, you know, it's, it's uh, like, you know, she was today on the phone. She was vulnerable. She was, um, you know, apologetic. You know, she, you know, listened to what, you know, what I had to say and where I was coming from, you know what I mean? And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, she, like, I can't explain the difference in person. Like, it was a completely different person. Um you know, to the person that was there the other night. Like, you know, the other night I felt like I was, you know, one of her employees. Oh, you there, Jim? I think I may have lost you. Can I hear you? Hello? Uh, can I hear you? I don't know if it's your phone. Probably. Okay, I'll call again. Um, she listened, she, you know, she was vulnerable, you know, she, um, you know, so I, you know, so I, I guess to take that all in the broader context, I mean, when we, when we both break down our walls, okay, which, um, and we find a way to be in a, 
you know, a connected place together, right? We take a trip together. You know, there's no outside influences. You know, um, we kind of get to separate ourselves from our daily lives, right, and, you know, find couples time together. I, I would say it's, you know, the best relationship by orders of magnitude that I've ever had. Um, um, our ability to connect intellectually is extremely high work through work problems together, you know, um, um, like she, she's one of the smartest people I've ever met. Um, you know what I mean? So, you know, yeah. I obviously have a lot of respect for her in that regard. And, um, you know, um, I would say, um, and this is I think a double-edged sword, she, under, she has taken the time to understand me and has the capability to understand me at a deeper mm-hmm. level than anybody else I've ever been around, including my mom. Right. Um, and so that's why I think when it goes sideways, it hurts more. You know, that's the of double-edged course. sword to me, is I, if she knows that much about me, I expect, you know, more. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, I would say... Um, you know, probably the most problematic thing is both our lives are very hard. You know, we both, she has two kids, I have two kids, you know, she's trying to keep, you know, everything happy and healthy for them, including having to deal with an ex-husband, you know, that I think treats her like shit, but, you know, I don't get to say, right? Um, You know, I have two kids, you know, I'm, you know, trying to be a very present dad. I got a very, you know, she's a, an executive at a company, I'm an executive at a company. I mean, you know, there isn't a lot of space is yeah. the only, you know, the only other, I guess, complaint and or observation I would have. Right. So let's, let's talk about, because it's your relationship, but what I'm curious is like, what comes up for you when you're with her? So check in with yourself. What is still remaining from what happened over the weekend? Because my, for what I got from your email, you had planned a weekend that was going to be fabulous. You just took, you know, left the kids, you planned, you went over there, you got the flowers, but you were ready to actually connect with her. So, yes. and then everything just went went completely off. Yeah. So, and you recovered some yesterday, here you are, you reconnected today, and what are you left with now? In the sense um, of like what? It's almost like you know. It's almost like you went over on an an excursion that you really thought was going to be you know wonderful, and you got really hurt. Which also, it's a combination of having of two pieces here. On the one hand, you didn't get what you really wanted, and on the other hand, so it's is the is the lack of, right? But at the same time, is the hurt from like the withdrawal ending up on your own. Yeah, um, you know, so it, um, I don't know how to describe it, so can I try and, um, sure. so, um, in a weird way, I was really proud of myself, and it was extremely freeing to just say, this isn't good for me, I'm getting the fuck out of here, right, um, you know, and, um, and then to resist you know, her initial reactionary attempts to, you know, um, 
you know, to so in a weird way, like there was a, a almost like a sense of freedom or, or power, or um, and I, I don't, it may be bad, so that's why I'm being a little bit cautious with what I'm saying. But it was, you know, um, so I have that whole set of emotions. There is guilt, right? Mm-hmm. So like I do feel like I, you know, I left, right? You know, I. Um, I feel like I prioritize myself over this relationship. You know, I, you know, there, so there's guilt kind of mixed in there. And then I would say there's kind of confusion, hurt, anger, anxiety, right? You pick your words, you know, a a mush of emotions around how it makes me feel, right? To, To be, you know, in another set of circumstances like that, to be in another relationship like that, to be, you know, after coming off the thing with my mom, you know, you know, so my, um, what I would say is my, like, um, my emotional responses get the fuck away from it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, um, even, even though I don't know that I think that's the, the like I understand why I need to to process that, but it's also, as you might imagine, it creates huge trust issues with her. You know, it cre- it creates a lot of other dynamics, right? Because so so let's do these. Let's do these, Jim, just for a moment. I want you to just let go of you holding on to anything. Just get as comfortable as you can, or if you need to move to a different chair, why not? Um, I'm good. Okay. So I want you to just sit back, close your eyes, take a deep breath, and just I want you to literally wiggle your toes, so your shoes or whatever, connect with your body. I want you to just calm down all the way to be aware of what's happening in your toes, in your legs, notice if you feel any tension or any other sensation in your abdomen, your back. Almost like if you. I mean, I got a cr- I got a cr- crick in my neck. Um, okay, tell me about that. So stay with that for just a moment. What what is it that is happening in your neck? I don't know. Just, um, but I think it's from carrying uh, carrying something, but. Um, you know, my but my notice my neck is tight. Okay. But like honestly I feel um reasonably peaceful. Like it okay. um okay. you know, comp- compared to what I used to feel. Like I, I know I'm a bit edgy right now, but um, um Yeah. But I mean there's, there's, generally there's, this is what I'm he- what I'm hearing, what I'm sensing is that you're you are. You're reasonably. Yes, you're absolutely right. There's a there's a big shift in you and your energy in general, how you're carrying yourself in your body. But it is true that right now there's an edge, and I'm actually, if we were to find that edge, and this is not something that you're gonna do by thinking, or trying to observe or analyze. I'm inviting you to just observe, like if you literally had a scanning device. In your body, if you were to go from your toes up 
Just pay attention. Is it okay? Anything here? Like yeah, history? my solar, my solar, right in my oh, chest. Okay. okay, here we go. So what is happening in your chest? Uh, just um, like uh, pressure, tightness. Um, okay. Um, but, um, yeah. Okay. Is there, so if you stay there, just, stay, stay, just keep on breathing. Just, see, this is what happens. There's something that is, there's, there's something that has happened that it brings up this, like, this notion of unsafety. It does something, and I know that your mind is trying to make it, like, understand what's happening, reason with it, figure it out, analyze it, understand it in order for it to shift. So today, it's not going to be about figuring it out or analyzing it or understanding even. It's about just being. Just for a moment, it's about being. And noticing that this tightness and pressure has a little bit of a niche to it. There's more to it than just tightness or pressure. There's also, out of that sensation, notice that there's also like a an emotion maybe some words that are connected with this part of your body, not with your mind, with this part of your body. And I understand that because of the tightness, there's a... So this is an invitation to slow down. I feel like in some ways, the speed at which you run your life is really, really fast. And it makes sense in a lot of ways. There's an invitation to just slow down. The solar plexus is connected with your identity, who you are. And in the last couple of months, you've been questioning, you've been trying to create understanding, and it's really this part of you. Might be not freaking out a little bit. Then maybe up. Yeah, sure. Okay. So is there a part of you that in some ways is very, very content, very actually happy with Jennifer, and there's a part that may be really freaking out about the level of intimacy that both crave and what it means? Because you know, intimacy is about literally what you describe. It's literally being emotionally naked in front of another. And there's a part of you that also knows that doing that makes you really vulnerable. Because uh, she has the power to hurt you more, which is what happens on Saturday. Yeah. So this is not really in in some ways. This is what I want to get to. It's not this is not directly connected with Jennifer. It's like there's there's a younger piece of you. Why do I take it out on her? Because right now in your life, she is the number one most intimate relationship you have. And that's how we are. In, in, as humans, this is how we are. Whenever we feel the safest, you're going to recognize it maybe in one of your children. If one of your children feels safer with you than with their mom, they're going to challenge you. They're going to actually be really angry with you and they're going to say things. Now, if they don't feel safe, they won't do it. Children are very, you know, this is, that's why it's like 
we actually tend to like take it out on people when we feel that we're not going to lose them, that there's something very solid. And it's also a way of testing. Like if I get really, really terribly disgusting with you, are you still going to love me? So is these, does these in any way what is happening, does these, if you were to just allow yourself to be here, does it in any way resemble your connection either with your mother or your father? Is there anything connected there? Like these, this sensation of being really close to someone but feeling really raw, really like, almost like, you know, with no skin at the same time. No, I mean, I, I kind of lump both of my parents together. I, I don't... Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, I think there is um, resemblances. I actually think it's different. I I, I think it's um, deeper. Okay. So tell me about that part of these deeper. How is that? Um... Because I, I think I've, I've consciously chosen to disclose and share with Jennifer. So, you know, um, you know, I've, 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 you know, made myself raw and yeah. and un, uh, unencumbered. Mm-hmm. You know, I've allowed it, and so in a weird way. Um, Uh, I, I think um, I think that's why I may test it systematically is mm-hmm. um, is because um, is because it, um, like I can't believe it actually can be real like because mm-hmm. um, it never was before. Mm-hmm. Um, Okay. And I and it, um the image, you know, I don't know how to um sh- like describe it exactly, but it's like the the thing on my chest feels like um like uh, uh somebody is just constantly looking around to see where the thread is going to come from. Like um yeah. like to picture a head on a swivel, like always looking, mm-hmm. always looking like where where is it going to come from? How's it going to hit me? Like like that that's the um uh, think of like um, just constant motion, but in fear of threat. You know, where is it going to come from? You know, how do I diffuse it? You know, how do I go find something that makes me feel less threatening, even though it's not as appealing? You know, like a- anything to to not feel as threatened and as vulnerable and as anxious as I do. Yeah. Yeah. Push it away, fight it, let them leave. Then I'll have my excuse. You know, whatever. Yeah. Okay. So that's why I I, I I really I think I really get it. So start talking with me on your courage point, okay? And repeat after me. Even though I I'm looking for an escape. Even though I am looking for an escape. Because the risk is too huge. The risk is too too huge. The level of pain that I can experience is enormous. That's overwhelming. 
the level of pain that I can experience is huge. It's overwhelming. So I'm looking for a way to disconnect. So I'm looking for a way to disconnect. And feel safe. And feel safe. Take a breath. Let it go. There's a part of me that feels that has arrived home. There's a part of me that's arrived home. That feels seen, respected, and valued for who I am. That feels seen, respected, and valued for who I am. I actually have craved these all my life. I've actually craved this all my life. Take a breath. Let it go. Even though it scares the living crap out of me. Even though it scares the living crap out of me. And I'm constantly on edge looking to see where the next threat is going to come from. I'm constantly on edge looking to see where the next threat is going to come from. Because my life is at stake. Because my life is at stake. It's actually my soul. Okay. Which is even is even more important than your life, right? Because you... There's a part of me that would love to understand. There's a part of me that would love to understand. Relax. Relax. And truly enjoy true intimacy. And truly enjoy true intimacy. Even though it's just way too scary. Even though this is way too scary. And it's hard to admit. And it's hard to admit. This is really what I want. This is really what I want. Are we on target? Is this true? Yeah, I think so. I mean, can you explain one thing to me? Um, Of course. As you keep on tapping through the points as you talk. um, So when I do push it away, there's almost like a sense of elation or freedom. Yes. Um, Is that? Like, why? What would cause that? Like, explain that to me. Well, let me let me keep on tapping, and you're gonna get it, okay? But I want your body to get it this time, because I know that I've been doing a lot of explaining to your brain, and your brain is great, but it's not translating into your body. Now, my brain's ruining my body, just for the record. (laughs) Well, it's it's a very useful tool. Sometimes it gets in the way. Okay. Take a breath, tapping through the points together, wherever you are. It is really not easy to live in my body. It is really not easy to live in my body. I feel like I'm in a submarine. feel like I'm in a submarine. What is that thing that is constantly looking, that eye, you know? Periscope. Yeah, I have a periscope going 360 constantly. I have a periscope going 360 degrees constantly. Needing to make absolutely sure that I am safe. Needing to make absolutely sure that I am safe. I need to remain safe and underground or underwater. I need to remain safe and underwater. Because my soul is at stake. Because my soul is at stake. When I connect with Jennifer... When I connect with Jennifer. I feel completely raw and naked. I feel completely alone and naked. 
No, not alone, but raw. R A W raw and naked. She knows she knows so much of me. She knows so much of me. And sometimes I feel like she has the power of destroying me. Sometimes I feel like she has the power of destroying me. It's too much. It's too much. And it can cause me so much pain. It can cause me so much pain. I'd rather just run and push her away. I'd rather just run and push her away. But the risk of feeling all that pain... At the risk of feeling all that pain... Is devastating. Is, is what? Is devastating. Is devastating. So I need to be alert. I need to be alert. Because I've given her too much power. I've given her too much power. The truth is... Truth is... There's a very young and vulnerable child... There's a very young and vulnerable child... That lives within me. Who lives within me. Who really craves being seen and loved. Who really craves being seen and loved. Exactly for who he is. Exactly for who he is. Being able to feel his feelings. Say that again. Being able to feel his feelings. Being able to feel his feelings. And be seen for who he is. And be seen for who he is. And Jennifer has done that. Jennifer has done that. But the problem is that she can take it away. The problem is she can take it away. And I need to protect that child. I need to protect that child. And the way that I do it is with anger. The way that I do it is with what? With anger. With anger. Because if I get angry... Because if I get angry... I create distance. I create space and distance. Yeah. And that is safe. That is safe and it feels freeing. Yeah. Because then Temporarily. She, right. She has no power or control over me anymore. Because she doesn't have any power or control. But the truth is that distance... Truth is that distance... It's like building walls. It's like building walls. And I have built walls all my life. And I built walls all my life. And they don't see, they don't serve me anymore. Uh, they ruin me, and they certainly don't serve me anymore. I am willing to break them down. I'm willing to break them down. But the fear of not having them is too great. Fear of not having them is threatening. Yeah. It's too the potential pain is too enormous. Potential for pain is too enormous. And I don't know how I would take care of myself then. I don't know how I would truly take care of myself then. I know how I take care of myself, but truly okay. take care of myself, I don't know. What would like you I do? can sustain. I mean I can Yeah. I can I've learned how to live in existence without any connection. I can keep doing it. Yeah. But that's not the way to live. Exactly. It would be like being like, it's kind of like being a zombie because you're like, yeah. you're, you know, you're existing. You're not, you're surviving. You know how to survive. But it has come a time in my life, say that after me, it has come a time in my life. Come a time in my life. Where I actually want to live. Where I want to live true and free. And I want to enjoy my life. 
and want to enjoy my life. Be who I am. Being who I am. Being met and seen. Being met and seen. There is potential for pain. That's true. There is potential for pain. There's risk. And there's a part of me that is willing to take it. There's a part of me that's willing to take it. The only way to actually survive. The only way to actually survive. And live at the same time. And live at the same time. Is to become even more vulnerable. Just to become even more vulnerable. It sounds completely counterintuitive. It's completely counterintuitive. And I'm not even, I don't even know if I'm willing to do it. I don't even know if I'm willing to do it. But the truth is... But the truth is... The open, uh, op, sorry, opening up even more... Opening up even more... In the face of pain. In the face of pain. And allowing myself to be truly seen. And allowing myself to be truly seen. Take a breath. Let it go. And I want you to just, for these moments, just nod at your body again. I'm going to paint you a little scene, okay? So we're going back to Saturday. And you get to Jennifer's house with the flowers, and she's like running like a maniac, doing her chores, and instantaneously you're hurt. So she's doing something that is sending the message to you that you're not the priority, as you are sending the message to her that she is. You're bringing the flowers, and when she starts doing chores, you just stop her for a second and you say, could I just have one, like two minutes before you continue? Two minutes. Cause I really need to say something to you. I'm, I'm on the edge and I'm going to really try something that is really scary. I want to share with you that as you're telling me how much is going on that you need to do, I'm feeling really hurt because I've been spending the last hour or two in town waiting to meet you. And I was so looking forward to connecting with you. I understand that you need to do things, but I really need you to hear that it, this, is, it is a little painful, because I'm, in, I'm telling myself that by you doing chores, it means that you actually don't care about me. So just, I want you to breathe, and I want you to tell me how does she respond when you tell her that? How do you, because you know her, you just, you just ask her to She'd probably be a little bit edgy at first, but then I, um, I think she would respond, you know, you know, she'd say, I'm sorry, it's not that you're not important. I want you to, I want to get done with this so I can release and we can have a good time together or something like that. Okay. How does it feel for you to open up, like, so much that you're putting yourself on the line by saying, you know, this is a story I'm telling myself? I don't have any problem saying it. Um, I don't 
see it that way at the time. Like the, the, the minute you just said what you said, um, um, I, I was like, that's exactly what happened. Like, I, yeah. you know, I, you know, I wanted, her, I remember I wanted her to be waiting outside. Like she knew yeah. I was right around the corner. I, you know, I, um, you know, what do you want to do tonight? I, you know, I've been looking forward to this, What you know, whatever. And th- there's absolutely a part of me that was immediately hurt w- without yeah. question. Um, yeah. And so I want you, I want you to just, just right now, take that in, start, t- start tapping again if you're not tapping and just allow that reality to sink in. That the, you were already, first of all, you actually, as you mentioned, and then I read these right, that you had been in town, you drove, and you had been in town for a couple of hours because you weren't running late with her kids and the ex. Yes. So for two hours, you were actually waiting for her to end her the transition with her children. Yep. Yeah. So these are two hours already, okay? So this is where it starts. It starts by you leaving your children. What what time did you leave your kids? 3, 2.30. Okay. So as, as we go through these, so I want you to like tap as we're doing these because I want you to really get in your nervous system. This is what we're doing when we're tapping. We're allowing your nervous system to relax enough that it can really absorb the information that happened as the day went, okay? So you left your kids at around 2.30 p.m., right? Yep, yeah. You arrived in Connecticut at what time? Uh, 4.45. Okay. So 4.45 with, like, some traffic and everything, everything, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And all these times, so you're getting there at 4.45, and you're in town, you connect with her, you got a text that she was not going to be ready until when? Uh, she, I texted her in town, you know, at the grocery store, let me know if you need anything. That was at 5. I didn't. don't think I heard back from her until 6. And she said I should be ready at 6.30, and then I didn't actually hear from her until 7.15 that everything was done. Okay, so... Let's go, let's go back. See, see how it goes, okay, so you texted her at 5, she didn't reply, she texted at 6, and she was not ready until 6.30, but in truth, she actually was not ready, and at what time did she you actually meet? 7.15. Okay. Okay. Now, do you see how you, it's not just the choice? Do you see the whole sequence? I want you to, the reason that I'm doing these very specific is that from 2.30 until 7.15 is like you, I want you to literally see yourself, like close your eyes as you tap and see yourself as like a a three or a four-year-old with a red balloon. Okay? And you've been holding this red balloon to show it to somebody really, really special in your life. But the balloon from 2.30 until 7.15 is starting to deflate. And then if at 7.15 you walk in and this person doesn't even see your balloon at all, you're like, fuck it already. Do you see that? Yeah. 
and how that is really going to send you. You are, it's so important to recognize all of these because what you're wanting to do is actually at whatever, so at 7.15, something happened, she had to do her chores, and then when did you actually start arguing with her? Probably 8.15, 8.30. Okay. So do you, I mean, this is, this is fabulous because this is, this is perfect. This is like a mini lab for you to really understand how you work. This has nothing to do with you putting yourself out or having to defend yourself. This is about being honest and true to yourself, understanding and being so present with yourself that you realize at 2.30 what you're, you may be setting yourself up for and how you can actually connect with yourself in a way that then you can actually communicate with others. Does that make sense? Yeah. So in reality, you have a ton of control. Why do you say that? Because uh, (laughs) you were actually, you were probably, you got hurt already by 5 p.m. When you sent that text, probably by 5.15, you didn't hear anything back. You were like, what the fuck is going on? And then she replies at 6, saying that she's not going to be ready until 6.30. When in reality, she's not ready until 7.15. And not only that, in truth, she wasn't even ready at 7.15 because at 7.15, she had to do a bunch of other things. So you were holding something from 8.00. 15 until eight, uh, from 5.15 until 8.15 for three hours until you said anything. But this is what happened. And this is the part that is so important. Okay. So, tapping through the points together instead of me explaining anything anymore. I got hurt by 5.15. <laughs> uh, I got hurt by 5.15. I, I should say there is a cumulative um there's a cumulative effect, too, because this isn't the first time it's happened. Of course. Um, so, but I got hurt by it. I was expecting to be hurt, and I got hurt by 515. Ah. Perfect. Okay, perfect. And even though I knew I was going to get hurt. Even though I knew I was going to get hurt. I was still really looking forward to seeing her. I was still really looking forward to seeing her and and I had, had hoped that it would work out. Yeah. I was really, really hoping and expecting that this time would be different. I was really hoping and expecting that this time would be different. But there was a part of me that was doubting it. But there was a part of me that was doubting it. Because it's been like this before. Say again? Because it's been like this before. Because it's been like this before. So there's a part of me that has set myself up. There's a part of me that set myself up. Expecting something to be different. Expecting something to be different. Again. Again. When it has been the exact same way almost every time. Then something like this almost every time. So I set myself up. So I set myself up. Expecting things to be completely different. Expecting things to be completely different. And I set myself up 
And I set myself up. Because I'm hopeful? Because I'm hopeful. Because she's very important to me? Because she's very important to me. And what else? What do you think you do that? Say again? Why else do you set yourself up? Tell me. Because uh, I enjoy the connection when when we can find it. Okay. I mean, one of the things I was writing about yesterday was I don't ever want to go to her house again. Okay. Because she's not, like, she's not her when she's there. Mm. You know, so it's like, well, why am I going there? Because I'm going there to be with her. And if she's not there, why would I go there? Like, that's where my brain translated it. You're saying the same thing, right, which is, you know, if you're going to go there, go there knowing the circumstances you're in and don't expect anything different, right? Like, if I hadn't gone with a damn balloon, then I wouldn't have a problem, right? Or, um, or, or if you go, this is another option, see? See, it's, it's all about, like, it's about understanding, but also about, like, understanding it. I, I want you to understand it at a cellular level, that there's a part of you, and this is the part that eventually I would love to get to. There's a part of you. So, actually, you know what? Instead of, because you're still tapping, right? Yes. Good. There's a part of me. There's a part of me. That did not get what I wanted. That didn't get what I wanted. Growing up. Growing up. I didn't get it from my father. Didn't get it from my father. Didn't get it from my mother. Didn't get it from my mother. And I had to compete with my brother. I had to compete with everybody, including my brother. Yeah. And it was not fun. Not fun. And since that day, since those days... Since those days... I've been really craving and wanting... I've been really craving and wanting... To be seen, recognized, and loved. To be seen, recognized, and loved. For some, by someone. By someone. Jennifer can do it. Jennifer can do it. She doesn't do it all the time. She doesn't do it all the time. And there, what would you say? There's more doses? Or how, how would you represent it? Um, it happens from time to time. It's yeah. periodic. Yeah. Would you say it happens like, what, once a month, twice a month? Yeah, a few times a month. Okay. It happens with Jennifer, so I'm willing to put up with anything. It happens with Jennifer, so I'm willing to put up with anything. Because I so want to feel that. Because I so want to feel that way. Yeah. Do you see that? Yeah, I mean, what, before you said what you were going to say, I um, I do the same thing at work. I go into work with my balloon and say, look at my balloon, whether it's a presentation and I'm always disappointed in the reaction of other people. So I'm, I'm like, I'm almost, almost a, it's a weird analogy, but it's like picture a kid that's just walking around, you know, um, uh, a festival with a balloon, asking yeah. anybody to see it. Like, yeah. anybody look at my balloon today so I can feel okay? Um, and then when you brought it back to childhood, you know, that's exactly what it is. It's, um, you know, I still don't completely understand why, but at the end of the day, what I can recognize is, um, you know, that, that that that's the behavior that's driving me. Yes. 
Yeah. Because there's a huge... Okay, now I want you to close your eyes and see yourself at that young age, three or four, however old he is, with that big red balloon. Can you see him? Mm-hmm. I want you to crouch down, crouch down to his level, so you're eye level with him. And tell him, I see it. I see it. And it's beautiful. The great balloon. And you are even better. You're even better. I am so proud of you. So proud of you. You're a fabulous kid. You're a fabulous kid. It doesn't matter if they don't see it. doesn't matter if nobody sees it. I do. I do. And I really love you. Really love you. Can you feel that for him as well? I feel bad for him. Yeah. When you feel you feel sad for him? Yeah. Well, we should go through life like that. But he's he's needing something, and what he needs is actually very important. Now, instead of feeling bad for him, is there something that you're willing to do for him? I don't know what to do for him. Can you honestly tell him that you see his balloon and you see him? Because at this point, what he needs is for you to recognize who he is and what all that he's been doing and what he's done and what he does every day. Because what happens is that he did not get it, so he didn't learn how to actually give it to himself. But that's why he's so externally focused. It's like What do you mean by that? Say that again, please. That he when we don't learn, when we don't receive something growing up, right? He didn't receive the attention, he didn't receive that confirmation of his value, he wasn't not seen and loved the way he needed to. He then he did not he was not able to internalize the ability to give that to himself. Children that are cared for, protected and loved know how to care, protect and love themselves as an adult. Because they've learned it. They know what it feels like, they know how to do it. When we don't, it's very hard for us to do it and if we continue to be like a little kid looking for somebody to do it for us. Holy shit. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. I mean, I I will... um, I can give you a hundred examples. I'll give you two. I ran a marathon in three hours and 30 minutes. Wow. My response at the end of that was a great race, blah, blah, blah. My response at the end of the race was the middle mile, 16 to 20. I could have run faster. At mile 13, my pace was an hour 40. 
Like, I can't believe I ran the second half of the race that slow. Yeah. That's what I said to myself. I still say it to myself today. Yeah. Um, I would, uh, I could do the best, like, we, this, there was this huge presentation thing at GE where it was session one and, you know, the best session one, you know, pitch was, you know, you, you know, it was like an accomplishment. I would coordinate all the activities, work for three months on it, do a great pitch, you know, I became a sales guy so I could close deals, right? But do a great pitch. And I, um, everybody would say that was the best S1 we had this year. And I would say, no, I didn't do this right. I didn't do this right. I didn't do this right. Not only do I not care and love for myself, I actually actively destroy myself. That I, Instead of nurturing that kid, I, I kick him in the, the head every time. Yeah. So... So what, what needs to happen, and this is what we're going to do next time, is that I, see, I want you to, when you're voicing that, the, the piece to do in order to shift it is to actually start connecting with that kid and starting to feel that compassion that you feel. I don't want you to feel pity for him. I want you to feel compassion, which is very different because... The truth is that he didn't get it. And this is something that is very strong in you. See, you want to succeed and you need to be better. Whatever it is you're doing, you could be doing better. You should be doing better. You had to try harder. But your, you know, your inner, I won't even call it your inner critic, your inner destroyer is way, way bigger than any external possibility. And you do it. So nobody else has a chance to say or do anything that would destroy you first. Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, it's, I'm scared chillless, but yes, it makes sense. So right now, what needs to happen is that I want you to start. This is what you, we're going to have a homework that you're not going to like because it's going to take time and it's going to be hard. Okay? It's very simple but hard. So I'm going to say, I'm sorry that I'm going to give you this homework, and you're welcome, okay? <laughs> sorry. That's exactly how it's going to go. I don't know if you've done this. I don't think we've done this before, but if you have, we're going to do it again. So I want you to sit down, and, you know, you can do it at the DMV when you're waiting. You can do it this evening, whatever it might be. I want you to write down everything you appreciate about yourself. Oh, everything. God. I know. Sorry. I'm telling, I'm telling you, sorry, and you're welcome, okay? And it could be anything. I don't, want, I don't want you to put any negative thing or any twist of negative. It could be anything from the color of your hair to, you know, how you close a really amazing sale, how you were able to attract Jennifer into your life, even me. You know, there's people in your life that really care about you. So anything that you appreciate about yourself and just write and write and write and write without questioning anything until you're like done. Okay, this is what I'm going to do. Now I want to do it. I want you to do it today. Okay. And then, and then I want you to come back on Wednesday before we meet, and I want you to do it again. Okay. So now on Wednesday, actually, it will be perfect. It will be preferable if you could do it tomorrow. I don't know. Can you? Can I push you that far? Could you do it tomorrow? So do one today and do one tomorrow, or do, you have, one, do tomorrow you do one Wednesday? No, you have to do one today, 
one tomorrow, and Wednesday is going to be something else. But to, uh, so today I want you to write as much as possible. Tomorrow I want you to read what you wrote and add anything that you didn't write. Okay. Add to that list. Okay. Yep. And on which would be Wednesday before our next session, I want you to actually, hopefully you can do these, um, reach out to Jennifer and said, I have an assignment. Could you please write or let me know what I've actually thinking? done it. We've actually done it together, believe it or not, okay. already. But of I can course. Re- redo it. Okay. She, yeah. she is, I, I yeah. think in a weird way, she actually understands this. Yes. Um, so she's probably going to be mad at me for not recognizing it the same way, but um, but go ahead. So I will reach out to Jennifer on Wednesday. Yes, and then ask her what are the things. And I want her. I want you to tell her these. This is an assignment. I need to do these. I'd be very happy to do it. You know, your way, whenever you need to. But today, I just need to receive. Well, could you yeah. tell me the things that you appreciate about me? And you write them down, okay? Yeah. Yep. And it would be fabulous if you can do it in a way that I could read some of it. But I just at least you can tell me that you've done it. Yeah, I can email them to you. Okay, that would be great. Okay. Yeah. Because what happens is that you have spent you have spent about four years feeding that inner destroyer, and these the inner. Well, what are we going to call it? The inner lover of yourself as well as others, but of yourself has actually pretty much been shut down. So it doesn't mean that it doesn't exist, but you have to reconnect with that part of you. Yep. Okay? I completely understand. Yep. Because one other last piece that I want to tell you, Jim, that is really crucial, is that when we are externally focused, we're going to actually be very loving to others so we can receive in exchange. And we get double resentful when that doesn't work. I'm sorry, say that again? <laughs> I knew I wasn't ever going to repeat it. When we actually are externally focused because of that lack of internal caring and love for ourselves, we're so externally focused that we're willing to do and give appreciation and love to others in order to receive an exchange. And, and then we, when it fails, it's catastrophic. Uh, exactly. And then we resent it double or quadruple because you're like, are you kidding me? You, I've done the, all this for you in order to receive a little bit and you're not even willing to do a little bit? And it becomes an equation where we're setting ourselves up to. Yep. So the, it's not, it actually, this really is, in, a, in a, the most positive way I can say this, but this is irrelevant. When it, Jennifer is irrelevant in this equation. This yep. is about you. Yeah? Yep. Okay. All right. So I got it. I look forward to reading your emails and uh, talking on Thursday. Thank you very much. Appreciate the help. Of course. And and take take note of how resistant you are. And this is what I would recommend, okay? You can spend like five rounds saying, I don't want to do this, I don't want to do this, I refuse to do it, I don't want to do it, I don't want to do it, I'm not going to do it, and let that energy be present and just tap through it. As you tap, you can just say, you know, you can even yep. say, 
F, F me and say, you know, fuck Laura for telling me to do these. Just just let it out and then take a breath and go at it. Okay. Okay? All right. Thank you. You're very welcome. Have a good afternoon. See you later. Bye. Okay. Bye-bye.